Hello and welcome to Reading Spanish, a podcast in which we read and discuss a passage from Spanish language literature. I'm your host, Nick Barr, and this is episode one, the first ever. Um, it's a slushy Tuesday night here in New York City, and I'm sitting in bed with a passage from Cien Años de Soledad in front of me. I've actually never read this book. Um, I've read a little bit of Garcia Marquez before. Uh, Love and Other Demons, and a short story, uh, I forget the title, but it's about a bunch of kids who drown kind of in electricity. Um, I'm very early in Cien Años. Uh, it's the first book I've read in a long time, um, Spanish language book I've read in a while. And I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm reading it um, on iBooks. One of the nice advantages of reading digitally is I can double tap a word that I'm not familiar with and pop open the Spanish-English dictionary. So that's made things a little bit easier. So this is a passage um, early in the book, no spoilers here, um, in which our hero, at least our hero as of page 19, Jose Arcario Buendia, um, launches an expedition with um, his gypsy companions. And so before I dive into this passage, I guess I should warn you, I'm not a great Spanish reader. It's actually the reason I'm doing this podcast in the first place, is to improve my Spanish language skills. I'll also warn you that ultimately, this might not appeal to anyone. You're going to have to be bilingual to understand the passage, um, and you're going to have to have a tolerance for poor Spanish to get through it as well. But if you make it through the other side, um, I'll kind of do a little bit of a discussion in English about um, what I dug uh, about the passage. So here we go. Um, Los primeros días no encontraron un obstáculo apreciable. Descendieron por la peligrosa ribera del río hasta el lugar en que años antes habían encontrado la armadura del guerrero y ahí penetraron al bosque por, por un sendero de, de, naranjas, de naranjos silvestres. Al término de la primera semana mataron y asaron el venado, pero se conformaron con comer la mitad y, sal, y salar el resto para, la, para los próximos días. Trataban de aplazar con esa precaución la, necesi, la necesidad de seguir comiendo guacamayas, cuya carne azul tenía un áspero sabor de almizcle. Luego, durante más de diez días, no volvieron a ver el sol. El suelo se volvió blando y húmedo, como ceniza volcánica, y la vegetación fue cada vez más sencillosa, y se hicieron cada vez más lejanos los gritos de los pájaros y la bullaranga de los monos y el mundo se volvió triste para siempre. Los hombres de la expedición se sintieron abrumados por sus recuerdos más antiguos en aquel paraíso de humedad y silencio, anterior al pecado original donde las botas se hundían en pozos de aceites humeantes y los machetes destrozaban lirios sangrientos y salamandras doradas. Durante una semana, casi sin, casi sin hablar, 
avanzaron como sonámbulos por un universo de pesadumbre, alumbrados apenas por un tenue, tenue rever, reverberación de insectos luminosos y con los pulmones, pulmones agobiados por un sofocante olor de, son, olor de sangre. No podían regresar porque la trocha que iban abriendo a su paso se volvía, se volvía a cerrar en poco tiempo con una vegetación nueve, nueva que casi veían crecer ante sus ojos. Crecer ante sus ojos. No importa, decía José Arcario, buen día. Lo esencial es no perder la orientación. Siempre pendiente de la brújula, siguió guiando a sus hombres hacia el norte invisible hasta que lograron salir de la región encantada. Ok. Um, so that was pretty brutal. But this is, this is an ambitious podcast. We're podcasting, we're reading out loud, and we're reading Spanish. Um, so this is episode one. Hopefully by episode 100, um, you're listening to a fluent, non-bumbling Spanish speaker who's um, breezing his way through passages like this one. I thought this was a good passage to pick for episode one um, because this uh, jungle that our heroes are cutting their way through is a, is a perfect metaphor for this project. Um, we're going to just keep hacking away and... Uh, not lose the orientation and there's no going back. Um, I guess orientation, so that last phrase, lo esencial es no perder la orientación. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what the right translation for that, not not to lose your, do we say orientation? Not to lose your, your maybe your bearings, right? Um, the idea of looking at a compass um, and just believing in, in north despite being surrounded by uh, thick thick vegetation everywhere. This passage has some of my favorite words, um, silvestre, uh, which is wild. There's, I guess, naranjo silvestres. Um, and also I love brujula, which I think is a, a word I first learned through Borges. Um, what is it? Muerte la brujula, I think is the title of one of his works. There are also some great words that I learned reading this passage. Um, guacamayas which uh, are birds, I think, and I just love the idea of carne azul with uh, un áspero sabor de uh, almizcle, which I guess is kind of like musk. Um, so there's a lot of musk and blood, um, and uh, I love the, the salamanders, the golden salamanders and the bloody ferns, I think they were. Let me see if I can find that passage. Um... Los machetes destrozaban lirios. Lirios, I think, are irises, maybe. Yeah, maybe bloody irises, flowers. Um, anyway, this is sort of, for me, classic Garcia Marquez, I guess, um, and kind of classic gothic jungle, jungle gothic, uh, which for me is a staple of kind of the literature of the Americas. Um, I love Jean Rhys, but other than her, I can't think of... And so I'm, I'm thinking about White Sargasso Sea in particular. 
I can't think of anyone who have read who really um, captures the spirit of of the jungle and the danger. And this is importantly um, uh, antediluvian. Is that the word for it? You know, pre-flood, um, pre-sin, very kind of before and beyond good and evil danger we're talking about. And Garcia Marquez calls that out explicitly when he says, um, let's see, what's the word? What is that word for sin? Uh, anterior al, al pecado original. Pecado is a kind of funny word for sin. Sin always sounds so serious. Pecado, I guess, somehow seems like minor to me, just as, as a sound pecado um, compared to sin. I guess the S and the snake and all that kind of creates a different vibe in my head. Um, what else is there to say about this passage? It's it's strange because there's, you know, talk about sadness. There's this word, you know, the phrase, el mundo se volvió triste para siempre. Se volvió in that context, uh, I think about returning, but I, I guess it's not really returning so much as turning. The, the world became sad forever. Um, although it doesn't become sad forever because they, they do make it out. It's just interesting, you know, el mundo se volvió triste para siempre. Um, and then the very next sentence, los hombres de la expedición, the, the men of the expedition, se sintieron abrumados, I think overwhelmed, or maybe oppressed, por sus recuerdos más Antiguos en aquel paraíso de humildad y silencio anterior al pecado original. So they're sort of remembering uh, a time for original sin in this paradise of, of humidity and silence. But paradise is just such a strange word there. Um, talking about sort of the, the Garden of Eden but a Garden of Eden before it was tended by man. Um, paradise, I guess, in sort of just the most um, literal sense, not a paradise of a place where anyone seems particularly happy. Um, anyway, the, 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 the passage doesn't get that bleak. It just gets sort of oppressive and stinky. And I love the, the first sentence. Los primeros días no encontraron un obstáculo apreciable. And it just sort of goes downhill from there. Um, likewise, I think my reading sort of went downhill. Actually, no, my, I had I had a, uh, a moment there in the middle that things were flowing. But as is usually the case with reading Spanish, it's very difficult because as I read, I'm trying to kind of wrap my mouth around the words. Um, and so to do that and then create any kind of cadence with what I'm reading is difficult. And then beyond that, just to actually appreciate the texture of the text um, is basically impossible um, compared with English. Um, even as I read English the first time through, it just feels so much more uh, physical and interesting um, and tactile. Um, than, than this exercise does. But that's that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm here for. Um, so I think that will wrap it up for this episode. I'll try to keep these probably between 10 to 15 minutes max. Um, I'm really enjoying San Andreas de Soledad. I will keep reading it. 
I have 585 pages left in this digital book, so I'm sure we'll have more episodes that touch back here, but I'll also try to mix it up with um, poetry, maybe some contemporary stuff, maybe have some um, guest hosts. The, the world is our oyster, and I hope you stick with me for episode two. Bye-bye.